0: folding pocket
1: It's time now for the chipping forecast issued by folding pocket on behalf of Andrew Cotter, Eddie Pepperell and special guest Ian Carter.
2: Good morning everyone, I say morning because uh, we're recording this at 8am, uh, I had to think about <laughs> which one was the morning, am or pm, 8am on Monday in the UK uh, and we might miss out on stories, uh, stories break on Monday or they're put out on Monday sometimes because that's when the working week kicks into gear again or is it, I don't even know anymore, do people work on Mondays? Anyway, I'm Andrew Cotter, Ian Carter, chuckling away in Serbit, oh I gave away your, your address there, <laughs> almost your address <laughs> Suburbia. <laughs> Suburbia, sorry. Yes. Um how are you? Lots of
0: stories already to talk about though, Andrew, to um,
2: be fair. So many, to be fair. Uh TCF, TBF. Uh and Ed, we're recording it so early because uh, we pander to the wishes and whims of Eddie Peprel, who is still in Australia. Still soft focus, I can see as well. <laughs> which is weird. But um anyway, how are how is Australia? How's it how's life treating you? How are you down there? That's
1: certainly what a doctor might say. Sorry, how are you? how are things down in Australia? I'm very well. We're having a great time. We're in uh, we're in Bondi Beach at the moment. We moved across today from uh, the uh, central business district of Sydney, which was great. I really enjoyed it there for the week, and uh, we've got a few days here doing some fun things, and then we come home on Thursday. Oh Yeah, CBD. Um, yeah.
2: Good, excellent. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm I'm full of envy because I'm I'm all for hibernation. No, I'd, I want to, I'd like to, January the 6th, wake me up in January the 6th. I'm looking out just now and it's just, uh, it's just, it's so dark. Um, but but when it was frosty and clear, it was very, very nice. We had some very cold weather idea last week. It's still pretty chilly, but it's, um, it's not quite so clear anymore. I don't know, it might be where you are. But Ian, have you been out on the, have you been getting out on the golf course, the frozen golf course?
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean this is I mean, this is proper golf, isn't it? What we play as yeah. golf club members, when you turn up in freezing fog, the greens are frozen, you hit your you hit your approach shot and it lands on the green and it bounds all the way through the back by miles, but then You think I'll take account of that and then you leave it just short but lo and behold why is this why is the apron to a green very soft in frosty conditions and a green like an ice rink why is that I think it entirely depends on the shelter of the trees sometimes as well if you no 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 trees we've had tree clearance so there's no no trees to Hmm. to to influence this it was an absolute lottery on Saturday but it was great fun absolutely freezing but my golf two up and downs by the way two up and downs so we're getting there <laughs> shout out dan grieve but <laughs> the the golf of the week was played by my wife mm-hmm. do you want this at the top of the pod or at the bottom of the pod because it's a great story
2: no we want all this stuff we we will have we'll have um our own personal lives at the top and the bottom of the pod and in between we'll we'll talk bifurcation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great excellent so so she was in outstanding
0: form was she well, she played She played a, the first round of a, a, some county knockout singles. She didn't realise it at the time, but she was up against the defending champion. Oh. It was all, all, all gross, no handicaps involved. She went three up early and then found herself three down with four to play, fought back. Her opponent missed a two-footer on the 18th for victory, so it went to extra holes. It went to the fourth extra hole, which is the furthest point from the clubhouse on the entire golf course. This is in freezing fog and now near darkness. <laughs> She's short-sided on the par three fourth in a frozen bunker where you can't take any sand whatsoever, short-sided, holds it for a birdie to win on the 22nd hole Get to knock out the defending champion. Oh, and all these revelations the story just got better and better cuz she doesn't sort of process it like a journalist would and then she go oh yeah no and then I discovered she was the defending champion yeah no it was the fourth extra hole. i was in the bunker all right yeah i hold the bunker shot mm. it was short side it was just amazing and uh, so um and uh, my my son and i we were praying for a for a victory for her because she hates the cold weather and we were thinking if she loses and She's been frozen all day. Saturday night would not be fun. So um, yeah, so there we are. That was that was the golf story of the week. I'm thinking
2: Eddie about the turnaround from being three up early on to being three down four to play. What happened in the middle of the round? Shouldn't <laughs> talk about that. Huh? Extraordinary. Yeah. Were well, the bucket holes in uh, in operation? No bucket holes. Proper size. What are bucket holes? Oh, they're the ones that make you,
1: you can just they're about four feet wide and you. In the winter, I assume they are because Ian said he had two up and down, so I just assumed <laughs> they were holes in operation. But yeah, whenever I used to play winter golf, you had you know holes three or four times the size, uh, which was always helpful. Eddie, it didn't it didn't matter the
0: size of the hole; the putt was conceded on both occasions. Oh, I see. You knocked it in to
2: within six feet, and Donald Trump's dog walked up and said, "That's fine, yeah, that's fine. I'll just pick that up and run off into the trees with it." Yeah, I, I I even contemplated getting a little one of the little spider tees the ground was so frozen when I was out last, it was. Um, I I like winter. I, you know, if it's clear and frosty, I like winter golf. Though it's, and actually, we're going to be talking about bifurcation because it's so cold. And I was hitting, um, you know, a bag of practice balls, which you know, five-year-old, ten-year-old balls in there they're going nowhere but you're still enjoying it you don't care the drive's going to 30 to 48 and about 130 yards because you just think oh, that's a nice strike anyway we'll get into all the bifurcation
0: stuff only on the chipping forecast could we sit here and 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 chat away about our golf when the third member of, the, of of our panels just played in the australian open we're going to get into that we will
2: are any of us riz riz has just been announced as the word of the year for 2023 really? by oxford university press i don't know what riz is it's the kids are saying it apparently on on the on the TikTok on the ticking talk. It's internet slang for having romantic appeal or charm. Is mostly used by young people. Uh, so if you're not Generation Z or Z Gen, Gen Z, uh, so it's massive online. Riz, I think it's short for charisma. So and having appeal. So I don't think I, I mean any Eddie, Eddie has it. Eddie has Eddie's riz.
1: <laughs> yeah, in abundance. Um, Talking of the when we played the Australian on Friday, which is just a fantastic course in unbelievable condition. My playing partner was going to, or having said that it was preferred lies because of the rain, but he was going to mark his ball at one point up by the green thinking he was on the fairway cut. And one of the volunteers Uh, stopped him from doing it because two players had done it the day before and in fact he was in the first cut of rough and the first cut of rough at the Australian Golf Club I'm not joking was like the putting green we would be like winter greens for sure in the UK Uh, it was just unbelievably short shortly mown. but um, yeah as a golf course and I know we'll touch on it but an an unbelievably well-conditioned golf course was the Australian. So Australian Open well, but
2: let's get into it, Eddie. Eddie, I didn't. I didn't want Eddie to know that we've. I mean, I've said to him that we follow him occasionally. Uh, we do take. I mean, I haven't been so closely in Australia. Obviously, just waking up and I look on and go, Eddie, Eddie, and you're scrolling down, scrolling down. Um, missed the cut by one, so that was putting, putting wars um, mostly because he had quite a few. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to be nice. This is a, a, a stumbling post-round interview uh with a player who comes off hot because they missed the cut by one and you go oh, some good some bad mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no i i wasn't actually as hot uh in sydney as i was in brisbane brisbane i played terribly so i was pretty frustrated but actually the second day in sydney last week i played very well Teter green uh in quite difficult conditions on quite a tough golf course frankly uh hit a lot of good shots and okay falling one short is a shame but um I felt much better about things than I did in Brisbane. So I think as well, if I'd have made the cut by one, then I probably would have gone on to have a good weekend the way I played on the Friday. So that's a bit of a shame. But equally, you know, this might sound odd to some people, but I didn't come all this way you know, just to play golf, I was having to remind myself and just remembering that I'm here to have a good time as well, and that was always the number one priority. And and like I said on a tweet, if I had have missed the, if I hadn't have missed the cut, then I wouldn't have gone to Deacon Blue and and uh, and climbed the bridge like I did on Sunday. So um, you know, we we turned a, a difficult moment into a good thing. I'm glad you explained that, uh, Eddie,
0: because um, Mrs. C, I said to I said to Sarah, um, "Oh, Eddie's Eddie's gone to Deacon Blue," she said. Why is he going to Deacon Blue when he's in the middle of a tournament? And I said, well... He's not. He's at the end of the tournament. There's a reason for that. He's, he's, he's clear for the weekend. Oh. oh. Well, he should stop thinking about Deacon Blue and concentrating on his golf. Yeah. I mean, I'm just relaying the message. Yeah. Then you. Yeah. Exactly. And she. She knows. She knows how to close out a (laughs) a,
1: a tournament. How How was Deacon Blue? How were Deacon Blue? They were very good. I'll be honest. I only really knew two of their songs, and I'm sure you can guess the two. Um, So I'm not a, a massive Deacon Blue fan, but I'm a massive fan of the two big songs. And and actually, after the after the show, we listened to a few more, and and I've become a big fan of a couple others as well. But they they were. Brilliant, I've got to say. Uh, despite the fact he's sixty-seven, I mean he's he's coming up to your age, Andrew. So for him to sing as well as he does at sixty-seven, oh, I just it blew me away. Yeah, they are. As
2: what are the songs? You know, uh, dignity.
1: Yeah, dignity and real, real gone, real gone kid was fantastic. But they they sang one at the end which I hadn't heard before, but it's is probably up there now with dignity. And that was Fergus. So Fergus sings the blues. Yeah, Fergus. Oh, sings the blues. what a great song!
2: I wish you know, I didn't know you were going to see them. I could, uh, Dougie, Dougie Vipond. Is a colleague, stroke friend. He's in that sort of um, that hinterland between drummer. colleague and friend, the drummer, because he's a sports presenter, well, presenter, broadcaster, etc. Does various things. So um, he would have he would have got you. He'd got you access all areas, and you would have been. You know, wow! How was uh, how was the Sydney Harbour Bridge? Yeah, I'm tra- I'm just trying to delay
1: bifurcation chat at the moment. <laughs> it was brilliant. Love. Of- a Lot of faffing beforehand. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not great with heights anyway, so I was, uh, but I wasn't too worried about it. But the amount of faffing beforehand—an hour, it took an hour before you even got up there—and I looked at Jen at one point and I thought we were going into space. We had so much gear on, but uh, it was brilliant, great trip. And um, I just want—I mean, today, for example, we've spent three hours playing barefoot lawn bowls, drinking rosé. Uh, I mean it's just been fabulous and oh is dangerous for the so, body you know. it's been all day <laughs> drinking rosie this is why we did it early because if we'd have done this at 9pm then you would have had a very much a bifurcated thought process from myself yeah. Yeah. you'd be describing Laurie Cantor's short game in unpleasant <laughs> t- actually he must have his short game must have been pretty tight he was 4th was he 4th so it turns out his short game was excellent uh, apparently at the weekend and he told me he hit a brilliant bunker shot on Sunday uh, and then missed a, a foot putt on the Sunday to, just mm. to get a spot in the open so yeah, I'm well, sorry to have to bring that up publicly, but God, he he was devastated Sunday night. Yeah,
2: I didn't, I didn't think about that. I was thinking he'd be all, he'd be all roses and smiles, and uh, oh, just missing out in the open. Of course, there were three spaces, weren't there? Wacky Neiman. What I mean, Live or Live doing well. The more Live golfers, the ambassadors for Live. I mean, we were talking about him last week, weren't we? Wacky uh, Neiman and how he's. Slipping down the world rankings all the time, and what a great young talent. And suddenly he's not getting into the majors, and actually will be getting into certainly one of the majors and possibly more. He beat uh, Rikuya Hoshino, who's go- going very well again, had gone very well in the Australian PGA. So he beat him with an eagle in the second hole of a playoff. Neiman, a bit disappointing from Minwoo Lee, Dr. Chapinsky, doctor couldn't make a birdie on the final day, uh, 72 level par, so he slipped back a bit. But yeah, good win for Joaquin Neiman. And at the same time in, in South Africa, you got Dean Burmester going back to back. So another live player winning. Um, oh, they're coming for us. It's a good story that with Burmester
0: as well, because he only made the cut on the number, was feeling really ill, and shot sixty-five on the Saturday, and then sixty-eight on the Sunday to to win what well, is a you know, for a South African to win the South African Open is a is a really big deal for him. And um he won last week back to back. Uh he's already guaranteed his spot in in the open as well. I do like the the idea of you know these national opens yielding qualification for the open championship and it just brings a little bit of summer into the deepest winter here, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah it does.
0: Alex Fitzpatrick,
2: mm. he slipped back a bit on the the final day in the Australian Open as well. Um the Fitzpatrick so the the brothers were both in the final group going into Australian Open and the hero which will come on to as well, the Hero World Super Duper Challenge. Just on the South African Open, I noticed we mentioned last week the course, almost 8,300 yards. Again, a little bit of altitude there as well. But the 15, 16, and 17, the holes were all par fours. 524, 566, and 560 yards. Three par fours in a row at that. Yet Mateo Manacero, not a big hitter at all, fifth place. So again, I'm I'm
1: pleased to see Manacero coming back, Eddie, because he's a... Touch of class. He is a touch of class. And um, yeah, he's obviously recovered from that time when I beat him and he threw his putter. So good to see him, <laughs> him coming back. And yeah, uh, you know, listen, that, that course would be a reason I wouldn't go and play that tournament in Blair. I think it's Blair Athol. I hope I haven't got that one wrong. But... Blair a- Athol, named
2: after the Scottish place Blair Athol up by Pitlochry, House of Brewer, very expensive place for all
1: sorts of knickknacks just off the, the A9. I see. Yeah, no. Even the even some of the South Africans don't speak that glowingly of that course. To be honest, it's just you know outrageously long. So no fun, no fun to be had there. And uh, bring bring on the rollback if if we can stop going to courses that are that long.
2: Yeah, it doesn't lead neatly on to rollback chat, so we'll not do that yet. Uh, we'll do the Hero World Challenge because well, there was a lot of chat about rollback during the the Hero World Challenge. You know, I mean, my one one major takeaway from the hero in the. Bahamas was that Scotty Scheffler's grown a beard. Yes. And, can, and has discovered how to putt again. Yeah, he did. So he had no three putts. I did see, I watched the last three holes as the extent of my golf watching. He had a bad miss on the 17th, knocked it into about three feet, couldn't hold it. But it, so this season, he ranked, this season just passed, he ranked 161st in strokes gained putting. So, but he started working with Phil Kenyon just before the Ryder Cup. And during the Ryder Cup, he was on the practice putting green all the time. And he's he's switched from a Scotty Cameron putter to one made by a guy called Logan Olson, who makes... Do you know Logan Olson putters, Eddie? I don't, but if you've got his details, send them on. <laughs> oh, well, I think people are going to know, about, but they're kind of bespoke sort of artistic putters uh, made in California. His website says, designer, engineer, machinist, craftsman, artist. Logan Olson, and they are, and so Scotty Scheffler winning with one of these putters, and suddenly Logan Olson is going to be massively rich. He's going to be a pastor soon as well. Then, <laughs> yes, massively
0: wealthy artist. David Howe was interesting on on uh, Sky last night, um, talking about how he, under Phil Kenyon, he he changed his grip and therefore the angle into his arms. so the putter grip goes through the the lifeline on, on his left hand rather than through the fingers it was too
2: handsy he was getting too handsy with his, his putting
0: apparently yeah so that so that so the, the toe is lower and the heels off off the ground you know when you look at how well he he does everything else in the game i mean if he's going to be a decent putter as well then then watch out that was his third win of the year but his first since the since the players championship but, I mean, as you've said many times, Eddie, he's just such the most extraordinary ball striker, isn't he? And and it was only the Greens that were, were
1: holding him back. Yeah, I think Tita Green, statistically, he was a whole shot better than the next best player this season. So he's actually got room to give there. You know, Tita Green, he could get worse and still be the best. And if to your point, if, he gets put, if his putting even becomes average, he's going to win three, four tournaments every year. And he could go on a, an unbelievable streak here if he, if he finds some putting form for the next few years. So That'll be interesting to see. I had a dream about Scotty Scheffler last night. In fact, I had a dream about Liv. Scotty Scheffler happened to be in it. It was bizarre, quite vivid. I was with my friend and we turned up to this venue and it was quite mysterious and Rory was there and they had all signed with Liv apart from Scotty Scheffler. And he was crying inconsolably. And I had to pat him on the shoulder and say, Scotty, I know it's just not right. You know, you're world number one and you're not with Liv. And I just feel so sorry for you. But they were all there. I remember Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, they were hugging each other. And then Finno came over to me and started abusing me and saying, what are you doing here? You fat, shit golfer. And it was the most bizarre thing. Uh, It was such a bizarre dream. And then I woke up. So uh, was this Ian Finnis, Tommy Fleetwood's caddy or Tony Finno? No, no, Ian finished. And he's always been so kind to me. And I remember thinking at the time, why have you not? Why are you just telling me this now? You know, you've always been so kind. So uh, thankfully, I woke up and realised that none of that had happened. That's great, isn't it? When you wake up. Yeah. Yeah, when you wake up and you've been having a bad dream,
2: you wake up and suddenly, oh God, I'm not. I actually wasn't. Naked, addressing the UN. So that's, <laughs> or was I? I don't know. That's, that's a great, usually people, when you're listening to people's other people's dreams, it's like listening to other people's descriptions of their girlfriends. You could not care less. But that actually is quite a good one. I, I enjoy That's a
0: John Rahm anxiety dream, isn't it? Basically, I think it is. I mean, and, and I think that's what the whole golf firmament is suffering at the moment, because the, the silence from the Ram camp with all these rumours circulating at the moment, it's, I don't want to describe it as anonymous. O- o- <laughs> no, don't describe <laughs> it as <laughs> ominous. Don't do that. Yes. But it's kind of, it's unsettling, isn't it? It
2: really is. Does I mean does he? You know, people saying, well, he's not saying anything. They're not saying his camp's not saying. Doesn't have to say anything. I I know, but but I agree that this ongoing thing. Though, so last last week we were talking about these rumors. oh, six hundred million dollars he's going for. You know, that people were bandying about on on Twitter, and now three hundred million dollars he's going for. Next week he's saying he's gone for a fiver. He's 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 just gone. It would be huge if John Ram goes. But at the moment, it's just people. God, people are just saying, you know, Eddie could go on Twitter today and say, "I've heard that John Rams off for two hundred and seventy three point five million dollars," and it would just be, it would get massive retweets and and action, and that's what people want. People, God, the attention seeking on on Twitter is just. Sorry, I've gone off down a little little side alleyway of, um, but but I do I do agree that if, if you know obviously if John Ram goes it's huge and this I, I I agree as well the silence is he doesn't have to say anything nobody has to say anything and deny anything but the silence does feel a little bit um, you know the trouble is when there's a silence as well people fill it with whatever they want as well but um, so John Ram wasn't in your dream Eddie no he wasn't yeah he
1: was there he had he had signed oh, he was he was it Rory was, Rory had signed they had all signed. So what was Sheffield doing in your dream? He was the only person that hadn't signed, but he was still there. And uh yeah, it was, yeah, poor fella. Had you signed in your dream? No, I hadn't signed. Oh no. It was almost there. I was almost I was almost there in spirit. <laughs> You're drifting above it all, just floating. But I was visible because I also remember Rory looking at me and, and he said, Why are you here? It was like, Why are you here? <laughs> well, that's an adequacy dream, that is. That's uh, that's insecurity it was a tough dream i've got to be honest to wake up from although i was relieved in some sense it was quite a revelatory in the sense that you sort yourself out mate and Laurie was there with big like <laughs> sausage
2: hands Laurie Cantor. but they were working well and he was picking up a, oh and martin slumbers at his arm around him saying it's all right we'll get you to the open somehow and, oh
0: anyway god I, this is this is a bit, we've got to... Eddie, what, what was the gossip at the Australian
1: Open? What are people saying? Honestly, not a great deal, to be honest. Dee, and I don't I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, I agree with what Andrew just said. The fact that John hasn't said anything this time around is a little unnerving. And I think No Laying Up themselves had a very good tweet, actually. They put out a few days ago, quite a lengthy tweet, just summarising maybe where John may or may not be at. But uh, given everything he said in the past, it would obviously be a little surprising for him to sign with Liv that being said there have been changes obviously happened since he said those things so we'll have to wait and see but you would want you would imagine I would certainly imagine if if he was to go then he's probably not the only one to go so uh, yeah I think that unfortunately divides the game even more
0: yeah and if he did go with all the negotiations where they are right now it would just be massive for the whole for the whole process that is going on at the moment
1: yeah it would and and you think the ramifications on Ryder Cup qualification you would imagine that they would immediately change given his his impact and his role as a european player so yeah i think there's quite a lot resting on this and i'm sure he's thinking hard and long about about it all we'll just have to wait and see as you say yeah
2: he and and macroy i think they're the only two who turned down invitations to play in the hero when tiger woods reaches out and says come and play in the hero
0: sander shoflay and patrick Cantley were in and, and then they and then they withdrew, didn't they? Well, I
2: was going to talk about that because they're 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 being tacked on to the John Ram rumors now. So the rumor mill welcomes in Showflay and Cantley is off to live as well. So I, I mean we're fueling these rumors now by chatting about it on a hugely successful golf podcast. So I, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, eighteenth out of twenty, but. But had 19 birdies in his 72 holes and said he was ecstatic with the way he felt. He drove it on a string all week. So, he, you know, there's something for all the Tiger followers. And My goodness, there are still plenty of that. I think we're all Tiger Woods watchers, aren't we? So he's, you know, looking forward to... He says he's still on schedule to do his playing a tournament a month throughout 2024. So that's good news. Um, and Zalator, Will Zalator is not so good. He was, God, he was up and down. He was... Will Zalatoris finished 20th out of the 20. 81, 68, 79, 71. So but I think you would expect a little bit of a little bit of rust and unevenness when he's coming back from sort of major operation.
0: Yeah, I mean he's had his back fused in the way that that Tiger Woods had his fused before he had his ankle fused. Mm. It's just great to see him back, isn't it, Zalatoris, when you think you know, how good he was until he got until he got injured. And um, you know, let's hope that that he can put all those those injury problems behind him. The thing the story that um that bubbled up yesterday that that really got my interest was Morikawa getting done two shots for green reading infractions that were that came to light courtesy of Matt Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. So this was on the fourth hole of the third round. Fitzpatrick was playing with, with Morikawa and was suddenly quite surprised to see JJ, uh, Jonathan, the, the Morikawa's caddy, refer to a yardage book to give data that had been written down in there to assist with his aim point. And it seems that this data was gleaned by putting a spirit level down, as they do um, in practice, and I can't I can't quite get clear whether it was done out on the course or on the practice screen. But either way, it turns out that if you do that, you then can't write the data down, which enables you to then work out how many fingers to put up on the aim point system. And so he got done for two shots as a result because um, Fitz, at the end of the round, said, are you able to do that? Because I wondered about that. And Phil Kenyon told me that I couldn't. And you've done that. And it got into the hearing of the, the referee, Stephen Cox. And, and then, and then Morikawa got called in, in the middle of his warm up for the final round, and was told to report to the locker room. And then the referee, according to Morikawa, was five minutes late. So Morikawa was not happy at having his warm-up interrupted and for the referee to be five minutes late and for the referee to give him a two-shot penalty. I mean, this is just great stuff, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? The only player I've played with, who, well, last player I played with was Richard Bland who used that system. And every time I looked up, he was pointing two fingers towards me. There were always his middle <laughs> finger and his index finger. And they were facing me. <laughs>
2: Uh, yes i i mean honestly when i hear about spirit levels and being used to to record or to write the information down in green books and the you know the use of green books and the information there in terms of putting but
0: it's the new rule that came in that outlawed green books mm. so if you use a spirit level to glean information you can remember it but you cannot write it down and if you do write it down, then you're in breach of the rules. Are you, were you aware of that, Eddie?
1: No, but thankfully I never used that stuff anyway. So it, that's one of those rules that I didn't really have to ever take in. Yeah, yeah spirit level on the Greens. No, I won't. Um, anyway, yeah, so we like
2: that. I, I Well, I, I said I watched the last couple of holes last night and I saw Morikawa being interviewed by... Todd Lewis, I, I had the sound turned down. I thought, do I don't want to listen to this? I, I don't. I didn't, I didn't know about the rules and fractions. So I've been elsewhere over the last few days. So um, anyway, right. Okay. Uh, quick break.
1: Hi, this is Shane Lowry, and you're listening to the Chippen Forecast. I was wondering what happened to Ernie Pepperell.
2: Oh, that's, that's just going to feed into the feelings of inadequacy and insecurity. Was Shane Lowry in your dream, Ernie? He, wasn't, he wouldn't fit in. <laughs> oh, right back at you. Uh, Golf ball changes. Here we go then. So they were talking about it at the Hero World Challenge. Everyone's talking about it. Kudos, as Gen Z say, to the Riz Mike Stakura, uh, who broke this at Golf Digest. He's, he's the equipment editor. He, he kind of leaked, got the story out there, first of all, certainly in USA and in, in American terms. Um, because it's an equipment issue, obviously he knew about it and put it out. So it is... The, the decision, is is it coming out on Wednesday, Ian, about the ball? I think so, yeah. It's going to be midweek this week, I think. And and so what's happening, as we understand it, is that 20... I mean, it's a long way away. 2028, the the ball is going to be rolled back for the pros, 2030 for everyone else, but it's not going to be bifurcation. It's not not going to be different balls for the pros and different balls for everyone else. It's going to be one ball, or not one ball, but... It, they're going to be under the same regulations, everybody's going to be rolled back a little bit. And I, I don't know what you feel about it, YouTube, but I I I'm happy that it's it's happening to everyone and I think it's being blown way out of proportion and people getting over excited. Keegan Bradley and Ricky Fell were talking about it as, as if it's the end of days and they're gonna losing 30-40 yards. Keegan Bradley was talking about his stricks on Sumitomo rubber industries testing and said it was you know and and they were talking Ian about um, you know how golf's never been in a better place in terms of participation and numbers and how this is going to ruin the enjoyment of i can you know, what a lot i mean i think that's a lot of nonsense it's not going to ruin
0: the enjoyment of people playing playing the game no i think the bifurcation answer was was the correct answer there were faults on all sides because i think it could have been presented much more sympathetically to the entire golfing world than it was and, you know, dressing it all up as model local rules and basically giving the impression that we as amateurs couldn't use the same balls as the professionals gave, gave the equipment companies, you know, Titlis called it a, a basically a, a a a solution looking for a for a problem, and going on about you know this central tenet of the game that everybody plays the same equipment. Well, if they just brought an elite ball in for elite competitions, we could still of all use that elite ball if if we wanted to, but you know, for for people playing the recreational game, we we want the ball to go as far as 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 it does now. For it to be wound back, we're, we're going to lose. So I read some stats this week. So a three hundred yard drive is probably going to be fifteen yards shorter. A two hundred and twenty five yard drive, which is much more, you know, akin to the golf that I play, I'm going to lose eleven yards. So that means that I'm going to have to hit an extra club in to a to a par four. Um and I, I, I think that, that that does make the game less enjoyable. Do you? Potentially. But I do think that the golf ball travels too far overall, and this has to happen because of all the sustainability issues, the fact that it takes longer to walk around a golf course, that is longer. That is just a fundamental fact. And every other sport has managed to... Cut a cl- cut its cloth according to technological advances, and and uh, you know I think the belly aching that we're going to hear going forward is just going to be really unpalatable ultimately. But I I do think and Rory McElroy went on Twitter, put his head above the parapet, has clearly dis- rediscovered the password to oh. his Twitter account because he's got out there and he is saying you know, that the bifurcation was the correct answer. But,
1: you know, the next best thing is that it's getting rolled back for everybody. Eddie, what do you think? The the main reason I want to see the ball go less far is because I want to see more professional golfers hit. 14 clubs or play yeah. mid irons long irons short irons and drivers and i think that if, if i was to see an observable pattern that is i think undeniably true over the over time is that that's that's happening less and less and we're seeing more players just come out and hit more drivers and more wedges and i think that's boring and and removes a really important skill set that's part of the game of professional golf or any golf for that matter and that is the ability to hit a mid iron so that's fundamentally why i think the ball should uh, should needs to be rolled back that being said i was you know, privy to some conversations that we had with the R with the RNA and, and tight list and we had as a committee on the European Tour when I was on it. Um we were we had to make a decision and give some feedback. And part of that decision and that feedback was that we felt that actually there was a way in which the clubs could also be amended because there were some interesting uh Information that came out that was presented to us from the RNA on the club front as well, and and we felt as a committee that it was more compelling potentially to to go down the route of actually changing the clubs as much as the ball. And after listening to Titleist and them telling us that if the ball changes, they're going to have to change all of their clubs anyway, we figured, well, why not why not implement some interesting changes in the club front on the club front? So I, I'm curious to see whether they they're just going to announce something with the ball, um, because I wouldn't be surprised if it's clubs as well indeed that was kind of what i said i i my feedback was kind of effort ball club take it back but you know because now i think that now's a good time to do it there's a lot of things going on i know people would disagree with that um but also uh, to, to the point with the five percent rough figures come 2028 my feeling is that will be down at two one or two percent and by the time we get to 2028 players are going to have come up with inventive and creative ways to hit the ball as far and swing faster. So uh, my feeling was you needed to go quite hard and, and now to act fast. Um, It'll be interesting to see what is announced. But I, I principally agree with what Rory has said and what what Ian has said too. So Ian, Rory and Tiger
2: are in the bifurcation camp. Um, so I'm up against three of the greats. I'm not, I, I, I just think it should be the same. Now Rory would say, well, you, we don't play the same equipment as you at the moment anyway. We have better... We have better stuff. You just don't know it. You think you're buying the same stuff. You're not. But I would. I I like the idea that golf is this sport whereby you know, using the handicapping system, we can or or we can measure ourselves against
0: against the pro. Also, when you know, I'll see players. But we could have done that, Andrew. We we could we could have done that if 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 the original plan was put into into um, you know, it was enacted. Then we could have gone. Say you you said right, let us go and have a game at, at, at Troon. We could have said right, let's let's play with the elite ball. Let's measure ourselves. Let's measure ourselves on the Open Championship course. Nothing at all to stop us doing and that. And do we have a different a different handicap slope for that? Do we have a different if we're trying? Well, yeah, I mean it's perfectly it's it, just getting it, you, complicated. You can, I just I, I just well, it's complicated enough already. I mean, we have to Don't make it know. more complicated by splitting things. And where does that mark
2: happen? Where what you know, I see amateurs. I'll see young guys who are just crunching the ball. So, do they play the elite ball in a in a, in a medal? Uh It's you know because I've got a young guy at the golf club that can hit it 310 yards or but anybody anybody who's hitting it 260 70 yards. If you're taking them back to 250, what does it matter? What does it what is it? What difference does it make? And they're going, you know, they'll they'll go straighter as well because they. I'm not saying that they'll go massively straighter, but you know, I think you'll be hitting more fairways if you're hitting a shorter ball by ten yards. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's not. Maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm just talking nonsense. Let's go to the soft focus, Eddie Pepper for a
1: thought. I think the main reason the bifurcation didn't go through was probably to do with the pressure that was put on the players by the manufacturers. I mean, and that's probably a fairly obvious statement. Um, but you know, the feedback i had gotten from some of the manufacturers was pretty plain and simple and stark actually is that if the bifurcation rule happens, we are not going to be investing nearly as much money and time into you guys as tall professionals. And it was as simple as that. And I think that that threat uh, had a, a very big impact on the decision making here that's that's gone on and certainly influenced a lot of the players thinking especially on the american side of things
2: yeah i would love to as eddie said i would love to see clubs because there's always going to be this arms race in technology. There has been in golf from the days of Gutta Persia, featheries, moving through everything was trying to get a different, you know, putting grooves and clubs, just every little, uh, trying to make the game easier. So now with technology, you can make the game r- ridiculously easy for the top players. So you try and make the golf courses bigger, eight thousand three hundred yard courses. You try and make them harder, etc. I would love to see the sweet spot reined in a bit rather than sort of rather than the golf ball. But I do like the idea that we
1: are essentially trying to play the same game that the professional are playing well and that was to your point about the club that was the one thing and i've, I've probably said this but i'll quickly brush over it again where the rna told us that they did this testing at the dunhill links a year or two ago and and they just reduced the moi in a big way and the and the misses went 30 yards less far to me that is such a compelling avenue route to go down for professional golfers I know how hard it is to play good golf under pressure. We all do. And to to be able to potentially show that up in a mishit, in the form of miss hits is going to have a huge impact. And so that was part of the reason why the feedback was, rather than just do the ball, can we not do something with the equipment, given that the manufacturers are telling us they're going to be changing the equipment anyway?
2: I'm hitting, as I said, at the sort of start of the pod, on a freezing day here, I'm hitting the ball 30 yards at least shorter than I would on a hot day in Arizona in the summer. It's but I guess still get that satisfaction. My satisfaction doesn't come from going that one went 290 or that one went 260. My satisfaction comes from I got that right out of the middle. The sound that made, and I know I made a good swing there. That's where the satisfaction comes from in golf. So whether you're losing if you're losing 15 yards on a drive, I, I couldn't care less. Because I'll, you know, a mishit drive that goes further with good technology is far less satisfying in the game of golf to me than a than a really sweetly struck shot, whatever, however far it goes.
0: But to Eddie's point, I don't think there will be, I think this will be purely golf ball. And I think the the, the specifications of the ball will limit the distance that, they, that it travels. But also I think it will be a spinnier ball as well, which will have certain implications as well. But I, I just don't think they can do anything on the clubs. I think they, because people are shelling out hundreds of pounds for, for drivers that within five years are going to be obsolete. Um, where Where do you stop? what say say you want say you've just put on your Christmas list a new driver. Well it's it's going to be potentially obsolete by 2028 or 2030. That creates an even bigger problem for the for the manufacturers surely. Um, than changing the specifications of the ball. Yeah. Well, we're all going to be
2: obsolete by 2030, so it doesn't really matter.
1: That's Andrew's thinking on that. So was just... It will be interesting. To see, obviously, there are going to be unintended consequences and unforeseeable consequences here. But one, I'm just, I will be curious to know and just watch um, the fallout. I think instinctively, we all think that players are just going to be saying to themselves, hit the ball farther and farther, and that's going to give me my advantage. But I would push back on that and say, if we are forced to hit more mid-irons, if if a net effect is we're going to be hitting more mid-irons, then I do believe it's going to play into the hands of the more skillful golfers, not just the the longest hitters. And so I I can see a scenario where players are going to have to be forced to actually focus more on their technique and their skill element as much as the speed. And that would be a great outcome. And I hope that's where it gets to. For me, uh, I think it was
0: 2021, the BMW PGA Championship that Tyrrell Hatton won. Do you remember it was really cold and dank and the ball just wasn't traveling at all? Twenty twenty. And all I of think, a sudden, yeah. was it 2020? Yeah. Yes, it was. It was because it was all around COVID time, wasn't it? Yeah. And we we did it together, Andrew. We were doing the highlights uh for BBC television. Yeah. And do you remember that just the wide variety of shots that we saw and actually seeing Hatton and, and the the contenders hitting five irons into into par fours? I remember a great shot into the fifteenth. That And, and it, that to me just showed how much more in, enjoyable it could be to watch a dialed back golf ball, you know, a, across the board.
2: How many five irons do you think Rory McIlroy hits in, a, in, a, in an average
1: tournament, Eddie? So in a tournament, I, I don't suspect Rory's hitting more than one on average a round, so less than four. Yeah, yeah. And that'd be for a second shot into a par five. Well, yeah, or and or a long par three. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. some of the greatest par threes, as we all know, are un, under 150 yards. So, um, yeah, I think I think we all agree that something needs to happen. And I think yeah, for, for Keegan Bradley to call it monstrous, I mean, yeah, he's just signed with the Boston, with the Boston Common. I mean, that's monstrous. <laughs> Come on, Boston Common. Do you know where there is
2: bifurcation in the world? One manufacturer faster and better than others. I do, Andrew. NordVPN. Have you been Nord VPNing while you've been on your travels around? So you're streaming live streaming Deacon Blue. No, you weren't. We wouldn't use it for that. No, though.
1: well, we couldn't buy tickets for one gig out here due to internet regulations, so we had to use our VPN. So if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been able to see. I think go up the bridge. So it, it really has come into its own this week. Thank God for VPN, Nord VPN, not just any VPN. This is Nord VPN.
2: <laughs> there we go. You're, t- you're taking to this advertising lark like, well, there we go. There's a natural as a natural way of doing it, and you actually did use it to get yourself. Uh, to a massive tourist attraction and spend some money going up the Harbour Bridge. But anyway, there we are. Yes, with NordVPN, if you are in a certain country, you want to change your uh, location to somewhere that you could buy tickets, Essentially, cetera, you might not be able to. Well, with a VPN, virtual private network, you can do that. And we recommend NordVPN. You can also protect your private data like bank details, passwords, online identity, right? any paper Um, protect your data while traveling, as Eddie is, using public Wi-Fi if you have to do such a thing. Uh, NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. It'll protect you from viruses, malicious malware, and phishing sites in this awful world in which we inhabit at the moment. NordVPN keeps you safe. It's the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering, lagging while streaming. Again, what does it do? It stops your ISP bandwidth throttling. And so NordVPN It's the price of a cup of coffee a month cup of tea, a chai latte. Is that a thing? No, a chai latte isn't. Anyway, uh, one NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices. And for a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash chipping. And that code will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. It says there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee.
1: Hmm.
0: One thing we didn't mention in Australia was obviously simultaneously the Australian Women's Open was uh, taking place. Ashley Buhai. Yeah, South African winner. Yeah, yeah, Ash Buhai, uh, former winner of the the Women's uh, Open as well, successfully defending her title and holding off Minji Lee to do that. Well, She kind of stumbled to the finish of it in 75 though, but it was uh, was good enough.
2: So Min Woo Lee was third in the men's and Minji Lee second in the... In the women's, but they are too. So we're talking about the Fitzpatrick brothers and the, the
0: Lee siblings and the Hoygaws and Eddie Eddie and Joe Pepper. They should they should have got together, shouldn't they? For the um, somehow for the for the. Uh, Grant Thornton invitational that's happening this oh, week yes. where it's it's boys and boys girls. Boys and girls, together. girls. Justin Rose and Charlie Hull are playing together, haven't they? Have put the family dynamic in <laughs> yes. there as well. I think Justin Rose and Charlie Hall are one of the partnerships.
2: I didn't see too many of the others.
0: Mel Reed and Russell Henley. Mel Reed uh, I think playing for the first time since becoming uh, becoming a parent. So c- we should have said this a couple of weeks ago actually, Andrew, but uh, many congratulations to Mel there. Uh Madeline Sagstrom and Ludwig Aubert. Mm um sagstrom is is the fiance of aubert's caddy leona maguire and lucas glover lexi thompson ricky fowler how does the
2: leona maguire and lucas glover one come about what's the connection Uh, there someone will tell us someone will tell us brooke henderson and Corey connors there's your winning pair i'm telling you right now is that the winning pair get your money on not a betting recommendation but just a suggestion the canadians canucks are coming
0: 16 PGA Tour players, 16 LPGA uh, players coming together in a competition, $4 million purse. I think it's a great idea. And they they should be doing something like this in in the Olympics, a lot of people would say. This one's at Tiburon Golf Club, the Shark
2: Golf Club again. So when are you next playing, Eddie? Because we've got the Alfred Dunhill Championship in South Africa. You're not... uh, you're not off to that one?
1: No, I'm missing that for the first time in a while. Uh, shame. We love going to Leopard Creek, but uh, I won't now be playing until Dubai in the new year. So I've got four or five weeks off to, uh, to regroup and uh, and figure things out.
2: How's your, how's your love life? No, how's your diet going over Christmas, though? Because you said you were going to get fit and strong. Are you going to work on things over the... Or was that was that just
1: nonsense? I was doing well before coming out, but I've put on quite a bit of weight. I think on this trip, um, which is which is you know unforgivable, really, one might say. But uh, I've got four or five weeks to to get it right over Christmas. Jen will be cooking uh, good food, and I'll have to avoid the roses and the Quality Street um, across the festive period. But I'll be all right. I'm feeling pretty motivated, and actually, I you know I'm I'm not too worried about my game. I don't think it's far away. So well, Laurie just told me keep using the Pro Sender, keep trying to hoof it, and uh, and you will do well. Oh, he's patronising there a little bit, Laurie canto after his fourth place finish. just uh, oh.
0: Keep trying to hoof it. What does that
1: mean? I mean, that's what the kids say, right? You know, He records I've got all the rears in the world. He just said hoof it. Yeah, just hoof it, big man. I mean, Laurie,
2: Laurie's a, he's got a big, big hitter, isn't he, Laurie Cantor?
1: Uh, yeah historically although I think he's lost some distance as well you know I guess back pocket's he? way he's oh probably been way down with his wallet to be honest <laughs> he can't get off his right side um, but uh, these kids these days he yeah, just hit the ball of country ball, didn't they
2: are you talking about these kids you played you're not played He's the same age as you, is he not?
1: Yeah, no, I'm talking about players are younger than me and Laurie. Laurie's older than me, actually. Yeah, no, he's... Laurie's not... older, yeah, no, I remember the trip to Argentina,
2: uh, the awful trip to yeah. Argentina and the shower. He's going to he's
1: gonna, gonna have to come on the podcast, so we're mentioning him you know, more and more often. We need to get him on.
2: No, he will, yeah. No, absolutely he will. The canter banter. Um, other news, David Rickman is retiring as chief referee next year. So I spent the whole day last week, after I saw that this news was coming out, I spent just uh, walking around being alan rickman or trying to be alan rickman um i don't know why i just there was some comedian who who did a who did a very good alan rickman impression and i can't remember who it was but anyway i was just wondering alan rickman uh that's not very good alan you you guys carry on chatting and i'll keep on trying to do my alan rickman impression
0: good guy david rickman though i think one of, one of the great sort of administrators in the game, chief referee, uh, 34 years as a rules official for the R&A, 37 years with uh, with them. And, um, yeah, we'll miss him because he's always very, very approachable. He's a big fan of the chipping force, Is he? I think, so. Oh. Um,
2: yeah. I, if you want to see David Rickman, go to Shell's Wonderful World of Golf in the 1990s between Ernie Ells and Phil Mickelson. And look at old equipment there, and how far they're hitting the ball. But look at David Rickman because he looks exactly as he does now, thirty years on. He's mm-hmm. one of these people who's got a portrait up in his attic, and but he's got same full head of of dark hair, and he looks yeah. There's something he's he's whatever he's doing, he's doing the right things because he he looks exactly the same. Alan Rick. Rickman,
1: there are some fans of the shipping forecast down here in Australia. I, I actually did a couple of radio interviews, and on both of them, the the host mentioned the the podcast. One of them actually reckons we've got more listeners than he has, uh, which is it was a hospital radio. But um, yeah, the um, <laughs> it, 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 it's taken off. It's taken off down here as well. Like, yeah, we really have got some fans across the world. We're branching
2: out. Supermarket in-house radio. Um, yeah. Anyway, Alan. Rickman. Um, oh, that's better. Right. Uh, what are you doing for the, the rest of the week, Ian? Are you back out in the course? Are you doing various things?
0: I'm going to uh, hopefully get a bit of bit of practice in. That's well, that's the key at the moment. I actually managed to get um, uh, some offcut of artificial grass so that I can practice my chipping on the patio. No,
2: no. I, no, I'm going to do what Eddie did to me when I bought a swing shirt and just say, no, you're chipping off artificial grass will give you no help at all. No, as long as the sound is
1: right,
0: I think it's okay. What do you think,
1: Eddie? I've genuinely got some uh, excess from the simulator, Ian, quite a lot of it, actually. So if you want to come round, you can pick some up. But when we want to get back home, you can have, I must have a good three by three metres squared. Um, if, you, if you want it, Andrew, you can come down and pick up a bit as well.
2: Well, maybe we should all congregate there and do a Christmas special from Eddie's simulator and we could play our match on your simulator on any course in the world oh wow. that's <laughs> a very good
1: idea you'll need to bring some warm clothes because we've got no heating in there and it's freezing and watch out for the mice uh but and also i i'm, no, I'm now i'm not a member of any golf club so we are going to have to do it on the simulator or somewhere else what happened to queenwood have you been evicted no, no i haven't been evicted no i got out before that happened but uh, i just uh yeah well you know oh, got, wow. a, saw, got a, patio, wow, so. a patio at the back to pay for
2: Oh, that's fine. So we well, I think we probably will actually. We we might well meet up over your next few weeks off. We might well uh, meet up and uh, and play a game of golf there. But um, I was thinking how we should um, in the in the new year um, if we're all still playing golf and um, and the world hasn't ended. We should we should challenge no laying up in a Ryder Cup style thing because we did talk about this. But so I was wondering if they'd like to come over to Trun and i could we could make mm. we could set that up ahead of the open championship in the springtime maybe playing around against no laying up at Troon. what a good idea that mm. would be i think i was supposed to discuss this with you off pod but
0: i've i've
2: I brought it onto pod That's
0: okay no you, any good idea is you can discuss mm. at any point alan rickman um what are you so, <laughs> okay, well,
2: I'm doing an event for Guide Dogs UK on uh, Tuesday at Manchester Cathedral Christmas, Christmas Carol Concert. So they have a parade of guide dogs that come in. Susie Dent is hosting it, and Martin Clunes is doing a reading. And I, I've got to do a reading in Manchester Cathedral. So um, uh, wow. they wanted me to read a poem. They, um, yeah, and I didn't. So I've actually, <laughs> actually written written my own, which I'm not going to read here. Yeah. have well, you no because
0: oh, can we get a no, preview yeah
2: there was a young dog from nantucket uh no so um no no you can't no because they they sent me they, I, so i looked up dog poetry uh well i knew about rudyard kipling's the power of the dog and then there's an epitaph to a dog on, on byron's grave but they're both quite dark and i don't want to send people off with death of dogs and how all people are awful and then just say merry christmas everyone and walk down from the pulpit in manchester cathedral so i've just written written my own
1: just because i like dogs i don't like frogs we went to the, the sydney zoo this morning the taronga zoo and uh while i was watching the chimps there were two guide dogs there actually and i went to go and stroke one of them but the owner wouldn't let me he said she no. he said he's in training he's 18 months you cannot touch him it was a real shame because i just really wanted to stroke him because i'm missing our dogs but uh, i had to go and watch the chimps instead great zoo tremendous zoo yeah uh, do you
2: see echidnas Little echidna, I like echidnas. Oh, no, echidnas are no. What are
1: they? Well, you, if you're not, have you not been reading that Bill Bryson book I told you? I stopped after hundred pages because then I got the Live book and and that kind of oh. got me for a little while. And yeah. oh, echidnas are
2: great. Monotreme, um the name, one hole for reproduction and for other things. So,
0: oh, I thought you said mono dream. Then I thought we were right back to, to Eddie's. Eddie's dream. Can we can we hear your poem next week? <laughs> no. On the pole, no. because it'll be public property by then anyway.
2: I think you can stream the event from Manchester Cathedral anyway. So someone will, someone will tweet it or something. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm dark on Twitter anyway. So X, so you'll, you'll never, I'll never see it. I'm actually losing a lot of news. On Twitter now because it, all this sort of um, rollback stuff. I didn't know the macro had done stuff. I didn't know.
0: Just use it as a news feed. That's I know, but then other do.
2: things
1: come into your feed that annoy you and and so and get you down. So so you can't just use it as a news feed. I changed my settings two days ago. I now do not see a single notification that comes my way on Twitter. So anybody out there that, that wants to message me, you're wasting your time. I don't see a thing now. I uh, but I'm with I'm with Ian. I still am on it just for news because it is invaluable, isn't it?
2: I need to be on it for news. It is still invaluable for that in terms of the job we do. But also, sadly, you need to be on there because the not as a platform for us, but in terms of everybody judges in the business. They judge you by, I'll get asked to do jobs and they'll say, What's your social media reach? I'll go, What?
0: What? What?
2: And so if you don't have that, then people will say, Well, you're 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 nobody. So but it's just there's so much rubbish on
1: there. Well, talking of nobodies. Andrew, you weren't up the uh, Sydney uh, Bridge on the Fame of the Wall of Fame there. They had everybody They had Jordan Spieth next to Ben Stiller next to, but you were not there, Andrew. I I, I hate to break it to you, but
2: uh, yeah, but you must be there now. You must be there now. I I've I've got the photo. I'll send you privately the photo from the top because I look absolutely absurd. I mean, everybody does up the
1: Sydney Harbour Bridge because they're wearing these jumpsuits, aren't they? Have they still got the jumpsuits? Yeah, they still got the jumpsuits. They. I did give them a. I did offer them a signed hat that my brother had signed on my behalf. Uh, I'm not sure I've told that story, but I'll have to tell that another time because that was a classic. All right, okay, we'll save that for another time. But if
2: you've got any stories to send us, email the Chipping Forecast at foldingpocket.co.uk. I think that'll do us for this week. I don't know how much longer we're going on through the. I, you know, we'll try and go on as far as we can through Christmas, but people do have to some time off. But I know we, uh, I know we do bring a little bit of. Uh, gonna, we bring a little bit of joy into your golfing lives every week. I'm not sure we do. We bring something, but um, we'll keep on doing it for a wee while. In your dreams. In your dreams. Alan Rickman. Right. Bye, everyone.
1: And that completes this edition of The Chipping Forecast, wishing you a safe and pleasant night.
0: pocket